It's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blue's Disney On Demand. And yes, after a three-month hiatus, we have returned. From all the emails, all the love from all of you D-heads, we are back to kick into 2017. And on what better week than the Feast of Fools? And with us here this week, for the week of January 6th, 2017, we are welcoming Ian Holmes here to the show. Now, you may recognize him from Season 4 of American Idol, as well as playing Sebastian on the live stage musical adaption of Disney's The Little Mermaid. He's a musician, a pianist, he's on tour right now singing, and so much more and he's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things what it was like playing Sebastian live on stage do those songs get stuck in his head as well as what it was like being on American Idol performing in front of all those judges and so much more in addition no show would be complete to ring in the new year without the D team that's right and you have the questions he has the answers as Aaron's mailbag is overflowing here this week and Aaron's going to answer all your questions and I want to know we have the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with Caitlin with WDWN2. And let's not forget Jason because 2016 was a great year for Disney DVDs and Blu-rays and Jason's going to go deep into the vault with another Blu-ray and DVD you have to add to your collection. We have Randy giving you the latest in Disney multimedia for your gadgets, your iPhones, your devices and more. And let's not forget Cody who's going to take that stroll into 2017 down this week's Hollywood Walk with a little bit more about our very special guest. We have news hot off the D-wire from the Magic Kingdom, the Animal Kingdom, Disney Channel, Disney Toys, Girl Meets World, and so much more. So before I jump into this week's show and kick off into 2017, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is 100% free, no-fee agency. They're knowledgeable, they're experts, they've been in business since 1994, and they're going to help you plan, book, and prepare and make the most magical vacation that you could possibly have. From dining reservations, tickets, special activities, and more, they're going to make sure your Disney trip is going to be the most magical that you could ever have to make the memories last a lifetime. And just by mentioning that you heard about them here at Diz Radio, they are going to hook you up with lanyards, autograph books, and so much more. So definitely check them out, mickeystravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all of you heads, with that said, as I mentioned, it is the Feast of Fools. Now we aren't going to kick off with the Feast of Fools. I have a little bit more about that a little bit later, but we are going to travel under the sea, have some fun, and let's officially kick off show number 159 for January 6, 2017, and it feels good to be back and rocking in the new year. Be right back, all VD heads. Kiss the girl. Yes, you 
listen to the songs, some say kiss the girl. This is Ian Holmes from American Idol, and you're listening to Disney On Demand. For over 50 years, Walt Disney has turned classic stories into classic animated motion pictures. Now the tradition continues as one of the world's greatest stories becomes the newest Disney motion picture classic. The Little Mermaid. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun. It's the story of Ariel, a beautiful young mermaid who wants to become human. He's very handsome, isn't he? I don't know, he looks kind of hairy and slobbery to me. Not that one. The other one. And she'll strike a bargain with a powerful sea witch. Have we got a deal? To make her dream come true. What I want from you is your voice. My voice? You've got it, sweet case. You've been turned into a human. Have you lost your senses completely? The human world, it's a mess. Now, the Little Mermaid is exploring the mysteries of her strange new world. What's your name? What's wrong? You can't speak? But to regain her voice, the sea witch's spell must be broken. Move it! We got an emergency here! Broken by the kiss of true love. Kiss the girl. It's Walt Disney Pictures' 28th full-length animated motion picture, featuring dozens of delightful new Disney characters and seven magical new songs. This holiday season, share the wonder and magic of a very special entertainment event. A fantastic adventure above the waves and under the sea. Under the sea! Under the sea! Wind is on me! Walt Disney Pictures, The Little Mermaid. It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. 
All right, all of you D-heads, so I am back, and I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 159 for the week of January 6, 2017, as we are back. Yes, from a three-month hiatus, we are back in Adam, rocking into 2017 for all of you D-heads. And we have a very special guest lined up, as we have Ian Holmes stopping in here very shortly from American Idol, Sebastian from The Little Mermaid, live on stage, and so much more. We have the D-team stopping in with Aaron, Cody, Caitlin, Jason and Randy stopping in here and news hot off the D-Wire. So before I jump into this week's show, and mind you, I did not forget it is the Feast of Fools. No, we are not welcoming back Paul Candell. If you do want to celebrate the Feast of Fools twice, we did have Paul Candell, yes, Klopa himself, here on the show, and you can find those in our archives as well. But we will celebrate the Feast of Fools later on in the show, maybe at the end of the show. Fear not, we will celebrate the Feast of Fools as we journey into the Little Mermaid, Under the Sea, and so much more here this week. But before I do that, with all my rambling, as you can tell that I am back in action here as I'm rambling on and on and on, before I kick off into news, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. Com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, our latest news blogs, and more right there on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, that's B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And you can also subscribe and get the latest shows on your devices and more as soon as they get released on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And to find all of these links and more, just go to the social media outlet of your choice, search Disney On Demand, Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, and you'll find us right there with our fun, unique, quirky, magical little show. So, all VDs, with that said, it feels great to be back, but no show would be complete without me jumping into tons of news hot off the D-Wire. And how about Disney and ABC inviting families to read together during the fifth annual Magic of Storytelling campaign and the second annual Disney Reads Day. Yes, this week, Disney and ABC announced they will donate up to one million books to the first book a nonprofit that provides new books to educators and organizations serving children from low-income families during its fifth annual Magic of Storytelling campaign, now through March 31st. Now, the Magic of Storytelling campaign is something I truly love since I come from a house where I love to sit down and read stories to my children. You know, we read books every night. We're always reading together as a family. But the Magic of Storytelling campaign aims to inspire families' imaginations, cultivate a lifelong love of reading in kids, and bring books to undeserved communities across the country. Now, over the past 16 years, Disney has donated over 57 million books to First Book. Now, together with First Book, Disney Publishing Worldwide and the Disney ABC Television Group are committed to placing up to 1 million more books in the hands of children in need across the country. As they have stated, we are so proud to have donated more than 57 million books through our long-standing collaboration with Disney, said Kyle Zimmer, president and CEO of First Book. Each year, the excitement around the Magic of Storytelling campaign grows, inspiring millions of individuals to help us bring much-needed new books to children in need. Now, as part of the Magic Storing campaign, families are encouraged to put everything else down, pick up a book, and read independently or together. And there is the nationwide Disney Reads Day on February 4th. 
just two days before my birthday, so it works out perfectly for me. Now, families can do this at home by taking time to read their favorite books together or visit a participating Disney store, Barnes & Noble, or other retailers across the country. Now, from now through March 31st, the Disney book donations, a total up to 1 million donations, are going to be activated through a variety of different ways. There's going to be one-for-one -one book donations where Disney will donate one book to first book for every eligible Disney book purchased at the Disney store through the retailers through the allotted time. There's also share a selfie. Disney will also give one book for every selfie, or as they're calling it, a shelfie. Get it? Come on. It's a great pun on that, right? A selfie photo with a favorite book in front of a bookshelf shared on Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag Magic of Storytelling. Now, there's also the Disney Story Central, the Magic of Storytelling sweepstakes, and many in-store events. So this is going to be a great thing. Now, as they have stated so far through their press person, Andrew Sugarman, for more than 80 years, Disney books have brought children and parents together, sparking imaginations and inspiring dreams. We are thrilled to be part of the program that encourages the love of reading and makes these stories available to as many people as possible. We're honored to continue the work with First Book to bring the magic of storytelling to kids throughout the country. Now, if you want to find out more about this, it is fantastic. We have a full write-up and press release on our official website at DizRadio.com. You can also visit MagicOfStorytelling.com and also view the PSA message by none other, yes, from Belle herself, yes, Emma Watson, in the upcoming adaption of Beauty and the Beast in theaters. She gives you a little bit of a sneak peek as well as to why reading is so important. So definitely check it out, magicofstorytelling.com, and come on, I want to see a lot of hashtags with your shelfie. I just had to find a reason to say that once more. Now, moving from reading, let's get into television. And how about Liv and Maddie, Callie style? Now, yes, the first look has been released, as this is the last and final year of the popular Disney Channel show, but Joey Bragg, as they're saying, is a stand-up guy, literally. Now, the actor who plays the oldest brother, Joey Rooney, on Disney Channel's Live and Maddie, is making his stand-up comedy debut on the upcoming episode, Stand Up a Rooney. Now, this is a first exclusive look, as stated on the official website so far, but in Stand Up Rooney, he is going to have his character do stand-up comedy in a nightclub, a coffee shop, and more. Now, this is a great episode, as he said, because it was something that he wrote 10 minutes of material for himself for the show. Now, this is going to debut on January 6th at 5.30 p.m. on the Disney Channel. Now, continuing on with some Disney Channel news, I'm not going to go too deep here, but how about Bizardvark? Now, that is a show I love. If you haven't caught it, definitely YouTube it. Their songs are funny. The comeback song is still one of my favorites. But how about Bizardvark Mom Stops? Now, Bizardvark is back with an all-new episode called Mom Stop, which is something that many people feel that they can, uh, I guess, feel that five, six, seven times a week if you're a mother, or even as a father, I swear that it happens to me as well. Now, Paige's mother is looking for someone to sing while they wait tables at the family restaurant and hopefully drive in more business, and Paige and Frankie are the entertainment. Why Frankie ends up dressed up in a pancake costume is something you're going to have to find out when you watch the episode. Now, during this, there's also going to be all of your favorite people, Dare Me Bro, as well as many other ones. Now, this is going to debut on Friday, January 13th, as Bizardvark is returning from its midwinter hiatus at that time. So definitely check it out, Bizardvark. Mom Stop is debuting on January 13th, that Friday, on the Disney Channel. Now, sticking with, I guess, media that's in front of you, well, how about Star Wars? And there's some other Star Wars news that I'm going to drop down here in a couple of minutes as well. 
But let's talk about Woody Harrelson being eyed for Han Solo. Yes, the Han Solo Solo movie. That's a lot of different things to say. The Han Solo Solo movie. Well, from Hunger Games to Planet of the Apes to a galaxy far, far away, it's being reported right now that Woody Harrelson is being eyed for the standalone Han Solo Star Wars movie. Now, according to Variety, Woody Harrelson is in the early talks to play Han Solo's mentor. Now, I didn't know Han Solo had to have a mentor. Maybe a smuggling ringleader. Woody Harrelson would be perfect for that, I guess. It's said that Disney had no comments about the rumor, but Woody Harrelson is in the top choice for the role. Now, the Han Solo movie will film in February for its May 25th, 2018 release, and it is being directed by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, with a script by Lawrence Kasdan and also Joe Kasdan, also starring Alden as Han Solo and Donald Glover as Lando Calrissian. Now, this will be Disney's first standalone movie based around characters that we love. Now, we all know Rogue One has gone through the roofs. It's a great film, fantastic. Don't get me don't get me wrong here. I do love Rogue One. I thought it was an awesome film, but it doesn't live up to episode awesome. But it was an awesome film. I do love it. But let's find out. But until then, you can catch Woody Harrelson in War for the Planet of the Apes that's getting released July 14th. 2017. Now, moving from media, let's get into the parks, and how about Animal Kingdom? Now, you're probably thinking I'm going to talk about Pandora. Well, I'm not. There's a new calf in town. Yes, a baby elephant was recently born at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park at the Walt Disney World has officially announced this last Wednesday. She has been named Stella. Now, the newborn is part of the park's savanna at the Kilimanjaro Safaris. Now, the addition of Stella brings Animal Kingdom's African elephant count to 10, with three males and seven females. Now, Stella's mother is Donna, a 28-year-old elephant who also birthed Animal Kingdom's residents Nadira in 2005 and Luna in 2010. Now, Disney says that Donna became pregnant through natural breeding in January of 2015 and that elephants have one of the longest gestation periods in the animal world. Now, according to the official Disney Parks blog, Disney scientists study the behavior and vocalizations of elephants, and it works on elephants and bees, and it's a project to help fund the installation of beehive fences around farms in Kenya and more. So, great things are going on in Animal Kingdom, and welcome the new additions, Stella, to the Kilimanjaro Safaris as well. Now, pushing right along here, everybody loves to run. Everybody loves to go to Run Disney and all those fun little events. And how about pain-relieving VibraCool is debuting at Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. Yes, now the all-new leaders in non-invasive pain reliefs is going to debut their newest product, VibraCool Massaging Ice Therapy, at the Run Disney Health and Fitness Expo in Orlando, Florida. Now, VibraCool is the wearable pain therapy device that provides a simple, serious relief IT band pain, carpal tunnel, tennis elbow, and other painful overuse conditions and industries. Sorry, I lost my win there. Anyways, Expo attendees will have the opportunity to experience the instant pain therapy of VibraCool at the booth throughout the event. Now, runners will be able to purchase the product for use on pre- and post-race aches and pains and beyond. Now, this is going to be at booth 605 in the stadium exhibition area, normal exhibition hours, and January 4th through the 7th of 2017, currently going on right now. Now, as I said, team members will be interacting with attendees to help them find the VibraCool model that best fits their needs. Now, the innovative pain relief product is offered in three configurations to treat areas where pain is definitely common. If you want to find out more about this, if you can't attend the expo that's currently going on, definitely check them out at vibracool.com. That's V-I-B-R-A cool.com. You can also find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 
Now, moving from Run Disney, let's get into toys, and how about Disney cutting ties with the Chinese toy maker after allegations of labor standards violations? Now, Walt Disney has severed ties with one of its Chinese toy manufacturers this week, making products featuring its characters over reported violations of labor standards that has been warned about issues in its factories. Now, the revelations came in a public note addressing concerns over the working conditions in factories licensed by Disney to make branded toys and other products. Now, Disney has been trying to monitor workplace conditions at many of its contractors in accordance with the International Labor Standards Program since 1996, according to Bloomberg. So, I don't think this is going to affect too much on the production line, but, you know, it is something that, uh, you know, is on the horizon. Now, there is a lot of other news that I was going to talk about, all of you D-heads, but just coming back, back into 2017, I don't want to bombard you with just me rambling on and on and on and on and on and let's say on and on and on. And how about, like, there's the new restaurant and pool area coming to Disney's Wilderness Lodge. There's also many other things going on at downtown Disney. Well, Disney Springs, mind you. But let's get into a couple of other things that are a little bit somber. And how about the Walt Disney Bambi artist passing away at age 106? Yes, Tyrus Wong, best known for his sketches for the Walt Disney animated feature Bambi, passed away last Friday, according to a statement released by the Walt Disney Family Museum. He was 106 years old. As the statement stated, legendary Disney artist Tyrus Wong had a gift for invoking incredible feeling with his art with simple gestural compositions. Now, his work continued to inspire and influence many leading animators even today. Now, though only working at the Disney Studios from 1938 to 1941, in 2001, he was named a Disney legend. He went on to work for Warner Brothers as a concept and story artist for 26 years and also retired in 1968. Now, Tyrus lived a very well-spirited life, as they said, and our condolences from the Walt Disney Family Museum are with him at this time. Now, since we are talking about deaths, there's no way of getting around this. Our beloved Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher. Yes, just days apart, we lost both Princess Leia and also the mother, the grandmother, the person we love from Halloween Town. Now, they will truly be missed. I'm not going to reiterate how they passed away, the time they passed away, and all those things as they have been all over and online. But I do want to say I miss them greatly. Debbie Reynolds, I've spoken to on a number of occasions, and she was always sweet, beautiful. I loved her in Singing in the Rain and the Halloween Town films. And Carrie Fisher, do we need to say more? So I'm going to give a moment of silence here before I wrap up. And let's say our goodbyes to Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. So, all of you D-heads, with that said, we have a lot of things on the horizon as we have the D-team coming up with Aaron. You have questions, he has answers, and I want to know. We have Caitlin with the latest from the Walt Disney World Resort with WDW and 2. We also have Jason stopping in with the latest Blu-rays and DVDs. We have Randy with Multimedia and Cody with the Hollywood Walk and so much more. So before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is probably sponsored by Mickey's Travel. And Mickey's Travel is 100% free, no-fee agency, and they're going to help you plan, book, and prepare the most magical, special, and awesome Walt Disney World trip that you could possibly have. So definitely check them out, Mickey'sTravel.com, the official sponsor of Diz Radio. So all VD heads, with that said, since I was talking about our beloved Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, I'm going to leave you with a tribute to both of them in our own special way here at Disney On Demand. Be right back, all VD heads, and take it away, team.
Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down that. This Halloween, Disney Channel presents Week of Witches. Five ghoulishly good Disney Channel original movies. Tomorrow at 8 7 Central, Journey to Halloween Town. Tuesday at 8, 7 Central, it's Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. A warlock tries to wreck the real world. And so the fun begins. Wednesday at 8, 7 Central, Marnie and her friends are tested at Halloween Town High. I doubt that even you are a match for the night. Then on Thursday at 8, 7 Central, it's Twitches, their twin sisters. We're freaking magical sisters. Who join forces to fight a fiery demon. And on Friday... It's the world television premiere of Disney's newest original movie, Return to Halloween Town. I can't believe I'm really going to Witch University. But the key to her future is not what it seems. There are dark forces at work in Halloween Town. It's a week of witches starting tomorrow at 8, 7 central on Disney Channel. We now return to Phantom of the Megaplex as Hauntoberfest continues on Disney Channel. Hey, this is Daniel Coons from Halloween Town 2, and you are listening to Disney On Demand.
you have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know. Hey, D-Heads. This is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. Well, the virtual mailbag is full, so let's reach in and see what questions we have for this week. Our first question is from Michael Jinmore from Colorado. He writes, Aaron, thoughts on the Main Street Electrical Parade? I know it's leaving the kingdom soon. This had me thinking, how many incarnations of the parade have been around? And even though Spectro Magic will never return, do you think they'll have a new parade lined up? No night parade at the parks would just be wrong. Well, this is my all-time favorite parade. This is the parade I grew up watching as a kid at Disneyland, so it's definitely got a soft spot in the heart for it. I sure hated to hear it was leaving Walt Disney World. I wonder where this parade will end up after its limited run at Disneyland. It's sad to think this might be it for this parade. Well, the parade has went through many incarnations through the years. The Main Street Electrical Parade started its original run at Disneyland on June 17, 1972, till November 25, 1996. Disney's Electrical Parade that appeared at Disney's California Adventure from July 7, 2001 till April 18, 2010. The Main Street Electrical Parade at Walt Disney World had three different runs. It ran from June 11, 1977 to September 14, 1991, then May 28, 1999 to April 1, 2001 and its third run started on June 6, 2010 and will end on October 9, 2016. The Tokyo Disneyland Electrical Parade ran from March 9, 1985 till June 21, 1995. The Tokyo Disneyland Electrical Parade Dreamlights started on June 17, 2001 and still runs today. The Main Street Electrical Parade at Disneyland Paris ran from April 12, 1992 to March 23, 2003. On June 14, 1997, a variant of the Main Street Electrical Parade, the Hercules Electrical Parade, ran on Broadway, Manhattan, New York City for the opening of Disney's new Amsterdam Theater and the film Hercules. Disney arranged for the lights to be all turned off on about eight blocks of Broadway up to the theater. All the businesses complied with the exception of Disney's rival Warner Brothers. It was led by a custom Hercules title unit made for this one-time only use. It was shown on national television on a one-hour promotional program featuring the music and making of Hercules. On January 2, 1978, the other outside presentation of the Electrical Parade was presented during the halftime show of the 1978 Orange Bowl College Football Game. And as far as a new nighttime parade at the Magic Kingdom, I know a lot of people are hoping for a Paint the Night Parade to make its way to the park. However, Disney has not announced anything yet, but I'm almost positive there's something on the way. And you're right, it just wouldn't be right without a nighttime parade. 
Well, our next question is from Deanna of New Mexico, and she writes, Diz Radio, I have a question about the Disney movie Monkeys Go Home. How many chimps were used in the filming, and were these chimps in anything else from that era like Lancelot, Link, or anything? I find this to be a lost Disney gem of a film. What are your thoughts on the movie? Thanks for the help and comments. I'll keep them coming, as you say. Well, Monkeys Go Home was a 1967 film. Dean Jones plays Hank Dussard, the new owner of an olive grove, who brings in chimp labor. Upsetting the other workers, Hank eventually gains the town's confidence with the aid of Father Sullivan and his neighbor, Maria. Well, I couldn't find the info as far as the monkeys premiering in other movies, but I'm sure they did. And I love all the movies with Dean Jones in them, and you can't go wrong with a movie full of monkeys. Well, our final question this week is from Nicole Weathers of Georgia, and she writes, Aaron and Diz Radio, my husband and I have been listening to the show for almost a year now, and I have to say you all sound so genuine in your love of Disney, not just a ploy to get listeners or internet fame. You all seem like down-home people. I love that. My question is for fans of Alien Encounter. When you had Jerry Reese on in the archives, which I've listened back playing catch-up, he covered a lot from the attraction. But can you find any audio for the attraction? I love, love to experience it once more. Also, when was the last time it was open to the public before Stitch came to town? Love the show. Well, Alien Encounter was a lot of fun. I love that they had a scary attraction at the Magic Kingdom. It opened June 20th, 1995 and closed October 12th, 2003. There's some great audio and video on YouTube, so you can relive this fun, extinct attraction. I know a lot of people dislike Stitch, but I enjoy Stitch's Great Escape, and he uses much of the same technology and set pieces from Alien Encounter. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N at DizRadio.com Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. We'll see you next week, D-Heads. Cooper, and their dealings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kurt. Right down that It's got the Magic Kingdom as a whole new land for you to visit. It's the all-new Tomorrowland. Hold on to your seat as Scott gets set for a chilling visit with an extraterrestrial. Fear not, people of the future. We are simply visitors from your past. We are friendly. Hi. And we come looking for scary attractions. We do. Hi, folks. How are you? Good. Uh, listen, have you ever encountered an alien before? Several times. Yeah, what happened? That was an interesting conversation. Do I in any way remind you of an alien? Uh, well... Uh, what would you say to it? I'd invite him to dinner. Now, uh, what, what if you turned out to be the dinner? Ooh! <laughs> That'd be she wouldn't like that at all. Oh, Hi, right, where are you from? London, England. All right, so you are an alien. <laughs> yes, yes. Have you guys ever been abducted by an alien? I have. You have? Yeah. And how was it? It was crazy.
Well, here we are at the terrifying new alien encounter where they're going to be transporting a live alien creature right into the same room with us. Try to contain your enthusiasm. Are you guys scared? No. There's no reason. It's the future. It's science. Let's go. Come on. We've all had our shots. I'll guard the exit. I'm right behind you. I know you're all uh, a little nervous, but I'm uh, sure there's nothing to worry about. No, it's all right. So just this part of the chair. Hopefully. Because it's not going to miss you. Why cry about bad weather? Enjoy it. Each moment is a treasure. Enjoy it. We are travelers on life's highway. Enjoy the trip. Each lovely twist and byway. Each bump and dip. If there's a complication, enjoy it. You've got imagination, employ it. Then you'll see roses in the snow. Joie de vivre will make them grow. Voila, that's life. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. A hurricane comes your way. Enjoy the breeze. You're stranded in the jungle. Enjoy the trees. If there's a complication, enjoy it. You've got imagination. Employ it. This world's a cornucopia. Why, it could be... Utopia? Voila. That's right. Enjoy it. Cry, cry about bad weather. Enjoy it. No, 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 no. Enjoy it. Each moment is a treasure. Enjoy it. What's better? Enjoy it. We're travelers on life's highway. Enjoy the trip. <laughs> each lovely twist and byway. Each bump and dip. Good. If, if there's, there's a complication. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. You've, You've got imagination. Employ it. Employ it. Then use the roses in the snow. Joie de vivre will make them grow up. 
Hi there, it's Caitlin here with WDWN2, a quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. And boy, am I excited to be back. With the new year comes new things to be excited for, and one of the things I'm anticipating most is my spring break trip to Disney. Whether you have a trip planned in the foreseeable future or just love to daydream, let's talk about what's coming up in the most magical place on Earth. Starting on January 9th, there's a new way to celebrate park opening at the Magic Kingdom. Prior to opening, guests will be allowed to enter the park and stroll along Main Street, USA. Whether you're enjoying a Starbucks or a tasty treat from the Main Street Bakery, this time will be special for Main Street lovers to savor. Then, promptly at open, the new welcome show will be performed on the Castle Forecourt stage in front of Cinderella Castle, allowing the magic of the day to begin. In Epcot news, this month brings the brand new Epcot International Festival of the Arts. Featuring visual, culinary, and performing arts, this festival will feature many performances by Broadway actors and actresses and will run from January 13th through February 20th. There's also a brand new tequila kiosk opening outside of the Mexico Pavilion. Chasa Tequila will feature authentic handcrafted margaritas and classic Mexican food like empanadas, tacos, and chips and guac. And fans of the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival should note that March 1st is just around the corner. We can't wait to see the new bell and figment topiaries this spring. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, you can fly. Dreams for every girl and boy. Wondrous lands and make believe will fill your heart with joy. A castle is the entranceway to seven lands and more. Step inside our storybook, imagine what's in store. It's all pure magic, wrapped up in pixie dust. In pixie dust. Welcome to a place where dreams come true.
Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood Walk. Hey everyone, Cody here, getting ready for this week's Hollywood Walk. Glad you could join us this week. We have someone very special with us today. We have Ian Holmes. He is a wonderful and very talented songwriter and singer, and also does a little bit of stage work, if you will. So why don't we get right in here and talk a little bit more about Ian before he meets up with Jonathan in just a few short minutes. Ian was born April 20th, and he is from Allentown, Pennsylvania, and he was raised in a house that was huge on singing and worship. He started humming tunes and he could play the piano at the age of two already and that's quite an accomplishment. Um, I know my son when he was two he's, he still was just kind of mumbling. He's starting to get that rhythm now at six but at two years old that's quite an accomplishment and by the time he reached 15 he was determined to pursue music as a career and he started singing with his own family members and they were known as the Holmes family and whether he was singing so or with the family, he feels at home with his R&B music because it suits the smooth and soulful voice. He's got a pop and R&B kind of mixed to it, and it could have paved the way for superstardom, but he chose the path that was right for him, and that was the path of God. So he sings more so towards gospel music, and he writes his own music, which, again, he's very talented, and the lyrics he has are just phenomenal. They, they really touch deep, and they're very meaningful and you can tell they're very well thought out. But he doesn't just sing about God and gospel. He also sings about everyday problems or things that everyone has gone through in their life, broken hearts, anthem type of songs to bring hope and just greater self-esteem within the person listening to it. So he's very uplifting. It's very positive energy music that he sings about and, and writes about. So it's very nice up-tempo. It's really gonna give you a nice boost if you're if you're really looking for it. What I find very interesting and very unique about his writing and the songs that he sings is that he actually throws in Bible passages to bring out the essence of the songs. In one of his tracks called Greater Is He, Ian quotes a verse from Romans 8:37 and 1 John 4 Four, to emphasize the message of God's assurance of protection, hope and comfort in days of trouble and despair. He also took a popular psalm and placed his own melody to it, The Lord is my shepherd. Now his singing and writing career has taken him to various parts of the world. He's been just, he's been in some wonderful, beautiful places. And he's going around teaching and directing choirs from as far as Puerto Rico, Kenya, Israel, and the Middle East. He's been given exposure in live concert circuits. He's worked with gospel recording artists such as Mel Holder, Kelvin Noel, modern praise and worship pioneers Freddie Rodriguez, Nicole Binion, and Floyd Ellsworth, as well as Grammy winner Paulina Aguayo. 
Fire. He's also done opening stints for bands such as Collective Soul, Taylor Hicks, and Dionne Warwick. I mean, the list is, it's growing every day. He's really making a name for himself out there. I mean, he already has, but to be opening up for some of these names is just great. I remember I've seen Collective Soul live, and they are just fantastic. I saw him at the uh, county fair, ooh, must have been six, seven years ago, maybe? It was a while ago, but uh, they were they were great. I enjoyed watching them a lot. He's gotten many CDs or albums I should say that he's already worked on and you can purchase if you'd like. You can obviously check him out on YouTube and he's got plenty of his own music that he has on there. It's very, like I said, it's very pop R&B-ish. He's got a very powerful voice and you can tell that he really loves what he's doing and he loves what he's singing about. He's very passionate in the way he delivers his messages through his music and it really just captures you and keeps you in that moment. In 2005, what probably more people would recognize him from was the year he was on American Idol, season four. He made it through the top 44 semifinals, but he just couldn't get it past and take home the gold, if you will, on the American Idol stage. But it built him a podium to where he stands today. And looking back, he loves every minute of American Idol and it taught him a lot and kind of got him over performing live or in, in that big scene, if you will. So, I mean, there's, there's always good that comes out of everything that you do in life and it's just, it gave him more drive to pursue and to continue on doing what he loves doing. His current project that he's working on right now, his album, is called Promise. It's an album that kind of focuses on the promises that we receive from God. So you can kind of, kind of gives you an idea of what this album is going to be about. And he's also currently on tour with Latin Grammy Award winning band Camila. And as mentioned, as everyone knows, Sebastian from The Little Mermaid, he has played him on stage at the Zellner Arts Center in Bethlehem. He's living the life to the fullest and he's living it the right way and he's enjoying spreading the word in the way he knows how and it's touching a lot of people and he doesn't show any signs of slowing down. And that's going to do it for me on that note, D-Heads. Once again, as always, I hope everyone has a fantastic rest of the week. I know up here in Wisconsin we're starting to get a little cooler weather so it's kind Kind of nice to be outside again. I'm still kind of waiting for it to cool down at nighttime so I can have some nice bonfires in the backyard. But until that time, we'll see you next week, D Heads. And I'm sending you over to Jonathan, who is waiting with Iron Holmes. Have a great one, D Heads. We'll see you next week. Camera! Action!
It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues Disney On Demand. And as we continue to bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, many times those are ones that are music playing in your ears. Those t- toe-tapping times that you just want to sit there, dance, and really catch some good music. And with us here this week is somebody that is no stranger to any of that. You may remember him from American Idol Season 4. He's also been Sebastian in The Little Mermaid on stage. He's a tour artist, musician, and so much more. None other than Ian Holmes here. Welcome to Disney On Demand. Hi. Thank you, Jonathan. Glad to be here. It is our pleasure having you on. I mean, you know, somebody of your talent, the continuous uh, music career, I mean, kicking off, you know, for most of our fans out here, they know you from American Idol Season 4. I guess with that, let's jump right into, you know, music, artistry. Uh, I guess what led you down that road from growing up and wanting to be a musician? Well, as a, from a young age, I was interested in music. Uh, my parents and cousins, all different people in my family come from different musical backgrounds. And some of them pursued it as a career. Others just as a hobby. I'm one of the generations that decided I wanted to do this for a living and purpose. I was training at one point for the Olympics as a gymnast at a young age, and I had decided, had to come to a decision whether or not I was going to pursue music or gymnastics. I chose music. I'm glad for my decision. Um, grew up singing with my family. We sing gospel music. And uh, we had other different styles of music in the house. So I was also a pianist, pianist, uh, classical pianist for uh, quite some time. I had instruction of over 10 years with Eileen Lewis Mavis in Allentown, Pennsylvania, which is uh, where I grew up. Many might know the song from Billy Joel <laughs> called Allentown. It says, living here in Allentown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's our claim to fame. But um, I grew up singing with my family. And like I said, decided I wanted to do it as a career. It led me to uh, American Idol, where I, at the time, was so scared to sing in front of people, even though I had been doing it for so many years. Uh, And they, at 19 Entertainment, had given me some great, if you will, pointers and guidance all throughout the competition. I made it to Hollywood, over 100,000 contestants, was in the top 44. That was the same year as Carrie Underwood. Uh, we had a great time. So I tell people it was the most awful, exhilarating experience I've ever had in my life. But it was <laughs> one of the most beneficial things that I did. And it just helped me to have a better stage presence, not be scared to be in front of people and do interviews, things of that nature. They pushed us in so many different areas that um, were good for our presence, for our image, as well as behind the scenes. So, yeah. <laughs> That's a bit of it. (laughs) Well, you know, and it's been fruitful for you. And like you said, you had to go ahead and, you know, choose a path. I mean, my daughter, uh, she's a gymnast as well, and she's going to have to come to terms with that one day as well. And music seemed to be the the right choice for you. And like you said, you know, going into American Idol, them having those, you know, pointers because they want to see everybody succeed on the show. And, you know, you going on to do so many different albums and so many different, uh, you know, basically, you know, musical different tones from, you know, R&B, really soulful, a lot of praise and worship. I mean, you have so many different, I guess, uh, genres out there that you tackle. Is there one that you really enjoy more than the other? Like, do you like doing, you know, praise and worship and, you know, Christian music or R&B a little bit more? It's interesting. I Like I said, I was trained as a classical pianist, so the things I enjoy the most, I enjoy classical music, oddly enough. And everything really, because of my parents, has stemmed out from there. I learned how to play gospel when I was 12. Um, but I had been taking lessons since I was six, seven, eight years old. 
And, uh, and that's what led me into that direction. And then growing up, I just love all different sounds. I love, I what I call raw sounds. So I love experimenting. I love trying new things. When I was 13, the first time I actually really performed for a group was with my sister, um, you know, for a group of people. I actually sang and rapped. So that was quite interesting. Um, and now coming into this new life, et cetera, I've had some time to work with Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas. And he's, he gave me a wonderful platform to really get involved with, you know, tackling or getting into, tapping into other parts of my artistry. I've had so many wonderful opportunities. I have had what I call those moments that are too good to be true. That's what happened in my life. And I'm very grateful. But yeah, that's how, that's how that, some of that started and got, have gotten into. And I've come to enjoy it all. And I've, I'm, I'm blessed and lucky because I get to do, do it all. And that's not always the case with different artists, but in mine, that is so. So, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and with that, being able to do it all, that's also going to lead us to something where, you know, someone from our D team, Randy, had a chance to catch you as Sebastian, um, you know, in The Little Mermaid. I guess, what was that like, landing that role and, you know, playing this uh, crazy fun crab? It was such a blast playing Sebastian with the with the production. I loved it. Um, you know, there's different versions, of course, of uh, The Little Mermaid. We got the chance to do, like you said, the Disney version. And it um, has become pretty popular, let's put it that way. <laughs> and uh, I, I had a blast. We did, a, it was with a, a, a stage company here called Sing for America. You can check them out online. And they're great brothers and sisters, and they've been working, you know, just tirelessly on, on everything that they do. And I've loved working with them. So when I was approached about this new production that was coming up, I, you know, auditioned, of course, for the, I had to audition for the part. I, and they gave me the role of Sebastian. Well, I just went all out. I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do Sebastian, it's going to really happen. I'm going to really do the accent, put, you know, put in, put in my time. And I wanted it to be authentic and not to be, you know, something that was said, oh, well, it was great, but, you know, it wasn't the best, et cetera. But I, I'm always, always about, you know, doing things above excellence. So the experience was so much fun. Uh, it was uh, so good. Of course, you get families coming out. I, it was amazing because some of my friends, of course, I won't tell you all of our ages, but we are adults now. Um, <laughs> They came out to see the production just as adults. Some of them decided to come with their friends that had kids, you know, so they didn't have to feel like, oh, I really love this. But it was such, it was so nostalgic and it was such an encouragement, especially in the, you know, the days and times that we're living in where we're seeing certain things that may not be that, always that way. It was such a way, a wonderful way to actually give back to the community. We did 12 shows and um, several were sold out and um, it was just amazing. And I'm so glad to have, have had the opportunity um, to do that because when you're performing and you have a chance to, you know, people say, you know, a lot of times you know, performers, you know, there's something that we get, but there's something awesome that we receive when we have what I call the exchange of getting out there and performing, yes, but giving to the people the best that you can in any given moment at all of the different moments that you're on the platform, which also is encouraging to the cast. We had over 50 children in the cast, of course, not including all the adults that played the lead part, and um, and one young one young guy um, who played Flounder. Um, but, yeah, that was just such an amazing experience in time, and I had some time off between my touring, and I was like, you know what? I really want to do this. 
and it also is good for me as a performer to keep myself sharpened. So yeah, it was fine. Well, you know, and like you said, it's something to give back to the community, something where everybody can enjoy it. And, you know, in today's society where everything has to be raw, gritty, you know, hardcore, it's really just a breath of fresh air to have some live performances that are fun, lighthearted, good story. Now, with doing this on stage and practicing, uh, was, was there any moments where, uh, you know, you were on stage and, you know, just one of those things where you're taken back and you're looking out at the audience or catching their reaction to something you're doing and you're just like, wow, this is really amazing. Yes, there was so many times. It was beautiful. The way they, the, the venue that we had, which is at the Zolna Art Center in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, the Diamond Theater, when you come into it, it, it it's uh, the stadium, it's like stadium seating and it goes down into like you're going into a deep gorge. So it's amazing. First of all, it was like going underwater. When we would perform, some of the things that, especially that we noted, all of us, were hearing the children talking back or speaking with us during the performance, maybe because of something we said or something that we did, uh, especially when, um, when, um, when, uh, when there's the part where the seagull says, you know, it's a snarf flat. And the one kid's like, that's not a snarf flat. Just <laughs> the interaction of hearing that joy come from people, the children, or the oohs and ahs, or looking in their faces, because we had a chance, the stage is also very close to the people, having the chance to actually be in the middle of your dance sequences and to look at the joy on the people's faces, the children leaning in, the adults reminiscing and remembering, oh, I remember the Little Mermaid in such, at such and such a time. I was such and such an age. You know, it was just... It was just so gratifying for all of us, and it was also gratifying, of course, to the audiences. And like I said, we were pleased, we were happy, and, and it was it was exciting. And uh, I love Disney, of course, um, and to, uh, as, as so many people do. And it was a wonderful opportunity to be a part of something that was fun and big, and uh, and that also, you know, just just really encouraged people. You know, in a great way. Well, you know, and like you said, it's the interaction. It's making it fun. Now, did you find yourself going home at night singing all those songs, uh, you know, for the entire, you know, time of the performances? Absolutely. Um, some of the songs, you know, that I sang, yes, and of course, you know, had Kiss the Girl, you know, and uh, some of the other performances that the others were singing, though, um, you know, from the songs of Ursula uh, to Ariel, just, you know, going through all of that, you know, it, it was, yeah, you just find yourself, you know, you know, picking up on those tunes and just kind of taking that through your days, et cetera. And then, of course, the lines of the play. It's so funny. I was thinking about that just a little bit ago, even coming into the interview. I'm like, wow, I still remember all my lines, you know, <laughs> and they're still <laughs> turning around in my head. And it just, you know, it's just such a beautiful imprint in in my life and but at least it does the same with all the other people that were a part of it i had friends come at 12 shows and i had friends and family come to every single show and many of them came uh, more than two times you know you know so it was just a it was just an incredible time and experience, like I said. Well, I could only imagine. And, you know, aside from that, too, then, like you said, you had a break in between touring. So you're constantly out there touring, doing so much stuff. I guess, how is it uh, How is it different hitting the road, and how has that been going? The 2016 year has been going quite well. I've been on tour with a Spanish pop rock group with Sony Mexico Music since about 2013, and the group name is Camila. It used to consist of three guys, but then one decided to wanted to pursue a solo career, so they were getting background vocalists. I came on as an American 
to this group because I auditioned in Los Angeles. They said yes. And they, and, um, you know, not so much a Spanish speaking person as, as I am, I guess you would say now, um, and only prepared to, ready and prepared to do background vocals, but then having the opportunity to actually sing lead for quite, um, since the beginning because they saw, oh, he can do this. I'm very glad it worked out. I'm glad the people received me. But it's been such a fun thing. Like I said, prior to that, I was working with Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas, and I was introduced to him um, through a friend of mine named Paulina Aguirre, multi-Grammy-winning producer, she and her husband, and they've been introducing me to a whole bunch of people throughout the industry. But um, I did that, and as a matter of fact, because of her, there's a company called 360 uh, in California. They were doing a hiring for Tinga Tales, the Spanish version, and they normally don't hire people to come to from out of state to do that, but this time they did. I had an interview with them live and in person, and they said, we're going to hire you. And at that time, Disney bought Tinga Tales. So it was such an awesome experience just because I was like, wow, I get to work with Disney? <laughs> like, this is crazy. <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, those are the, I mean, obviously, we're, you know, growing up, these are things that we love to do, dreams come, dream come true type of moments, and, and then they decide to hire me. So I ended up singing, of course, it's all vocal, you know, my, my voice, because that's part of what I do, singing for the peacocks, for the lions, for the bees, for all these different type of animals, these African animals. And it was just, it was such a great time. But like I said, all of that has led up to such a wonderful time being on this tour. 2016 has been great. Um, last year we did the Madison Square Garden. Um, we've done, you know, giant arenas. And to be able to do that, I've been, we're talking to one of the other background singers because there's two of us. Um, you know, just how we are really grateful because not everybody gets the chance to do what we're doing, number one. Number two, not everyone gets the chance to do it and, and be paid for it. Number three, not everybody gets a chance to be paid for it so that they can do that for a living. And those opportunities, like I said, that we've been afforded those opportunities are such great blessings, and we're, we are we are very much so privileged in that. Well, definitely, and like you said, it's one of those things where you have to take every opportunity and feel blessed that, you know, it's one thing is leading to another thing and leading to another thing, and sometimes you got to look above and be like, somebody is looking down on me, and i got to be fully grateful. Absolutely, yeah. And it's been such a wonderful thing. Even like today, I was like, when my friend Randy said, hey, I spoke with so-and-so and you're going to come to the interview. I was like, oh, wait, are you serious? I mean, I'm so appreciative. Um, it could have been someone else. I mean, there's going to be other people on the interview, but that, you know, it comes through to any one of us at any point in time in our lives, usually at a very good time um, for us in the sense of, you know, it, it, it just happens at a very specific and opportune time, if you will. And I'm so, like I said, I'm really grateful for that. And I've had like these wonderful moments in meeting people all over the world where it's like, I had a friend of mine say, it's just too good to be true. And I said, I live for those moments and I'm very glad and I'm appreciative that I have the chance to experience those type of moments that are just too good to be true. But they're here as this interview is now and, you know, that I can have this opportunity to do so. So again, thank you, Jonathan. Appreciate it all too. <laughs> Well, you know, and like you said, you know, it's one of those, you got to live for those moments and those opportunities. And looking back now, you know, you go all the way back and I'm sure you, you have videos somewhere of, uh, the, you know, going on American Idol. Do you look back at that and you're like, 
Wow, has my life changed from that point forward? Yes, looking back, I see that how much my life has changed. Like I said, I was so scared to sing in front of people. When you see that interview, that was that or that um, that that online, you can find it. Uh, my my audition, and I was like just terrified, terrified. Number one, because I was in front of Randy, Paula, and Simon. And I was like, I got to get rid of this fear. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, I confronted that. And, you know, I'm thankful, faithful that God, you know, helped me through that and moved me on to the next point. But then, like I said, they really, you know, instructed me in some key areas in my life performance, which is interesting. It actually, it was for my performances and to get me into a position where I was not fearful of the, of getting on stage. But what it did for my life is something that's irreplaceable and, you know, not something I could ever pay back other than to be grateful and say thank you at any point that I could get, um, you know, whether it be through an interview, be in person, uh, be it through my music, however I can continue to say thank you. I remember one friend of mine said to me, one of the best ways I am that you, you, I am, can give back to the people that have given to you is to make it. And they weren't telling me that I had to be necessarily, you know, full-blown, you know, superstar, but to really go out and make it. Well, you know, and like you said, it's one of those things, the biggest thing is to be happy, to be that, enjoy the moments, enjoy what's going on, moving forward. I mean, and like you said, you know, you have been blessed with so many different things. I mean, so many different albums from Psalm 23, uh, the UREP, Changes, Lord's Prayer, Earth Tone, so much more. I guess in closing here, for fans of Ian and fans who loved you from American Idol, they love seeing you as Sebastian, they love seeing you on tour. Is there any final words of uh, wisdom or inspiration that you'd like to leave out there for all of your fans? Words of wisdom, I would say that people keep moving forward. Um, if you stumble, my mom used to say, stumble forward. And how do you do that? You make sure you keep moving forward. You get up and you pick yourself up and keep going. When things look bad, just keep your eyes focused on what you need to be doing that's in front of you and the good. One of the best ways to move things in the right direction is to always be grateful. Definitely. Great words of wisdom. So thank you once again, Ian, for stopping in. Everybody can find you at ianholmesmusic.com. And thanks once again for stopping in here and chatting with us. Uh, really, Jonathan, I appreciate so much you guys you know, taking the time uh, just to have an interview with me and uh, with your people and your fans, too. <laughs> Maybe he's right. Maybe there is something the matter with me. I just don't see how a world that makes such wonderful things could be bad. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm the girl, the girl who has everything? Look at this trove, treasures untold. How many wonders can one cavern hold? Looking around here, you think, sure, she's got everything. I've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. I've got who's it's and what's it's galore. You want thingamabobs? I got 20. But who cares? No big deal. I want more. I want to be where the people are. I want to see, want to see them dancing, walking around on those, what do you call them? Oh, feet, flipping your fins. 
means you don't get too far. Legs are required for jumping, dancing, strolling along down a, what's that word again? Street. Up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun, wandering free. Wish I could be part of that world. What would I give? live out of these waters what would I pay to spend a day warm on the sand betcha on land they understand that they don't reprimand their daughters bright young women sick of swimming ready to stand Not ready to know what the people know questions and get some answers. What's a fire and why does it, what's the word, burn? When's it my turn? Wouldn't I love, love to explore that shore of the bone? Out of the sea, wish I could be This is Jonathan Freeman. I am the voice of Jafar in Disney's Aladdin, not only in the film, but also on Broadway, and you are listening to Disney On Command. <laughs> is it Disney On Demand or On Command? I think I might have said Disney On Command. I better do another one. I think I might have said All Command. Right. All right, let's uh... <laughs> Hello, this is Jonathan Freeman. I'm the voice of Jafar in the 1992 animated feature Aladdin and also currently appearing as Jafar on Broadway. And you are listening to Disney On Demand. (laughs) My siestas are getting shorter and shorter. Identification. EC82. Hey gang, it's me again, Jason. Welcome back down here to the vault where time is only a blink of an eye. Welcome to 2017. And if you feel as well as I do, you're only hoping that 2017 can be better than 2016. In the Disney universe, we've lost many a star, but they are now gleaming down beside us giving us those glimmers of hope and a chance to have some guardian angels looking over our shoulder. But that doesn't mean we have to stop. We mourn, we pick up, and we move on. And that's why you've tuned into Disney On Demand, because we are your smile for the week. Well, I'm glad that you were able to join me this week down here in the vault, and I'm going to do something very special. Whereas I would love to honor Ian Holmes with some great and phenomenal reviews. That is Ratatouille. Unfortunately, I'm going to put that to the side because, Ian, you are only Napoleon to me. 
Today in the vault, I'm going to do something I haven't done before. A year in review in Disney Blue. That's right, we're going to take a look back at Disney Blu-rays that were released in 2016 for you to enjoy. Most of which we've reviewed here on the show. So without further ado, let's pop those discs in and watch what we've got from 2016. Twenty sixteen was a great year for many animated classics. I was very delighted to see that Snow White got its true signature edition with a Blu-ray release, which we've had before, but it now comes with the digital download, and it, that digital HD copy makes all the difference, especially when you want to pack it along and take it with you on the plane. I think that's one of the great things about many of these releases with the digital download. But it wasn't Snow White that started us out in 2016. No, no, it was Return of Jafar and Aladdin the King of Thieves. The two direct-to-DVD, well, at that time, direct-to-video releases of the Aladdin trilogy. I'm so glad that it finally came to Blu-ray because it was one of the missing gems in my collection in Blu-ray. Yes, I do have it on VHS, and yes, I do have it on DVD, but it's always nice to have a completed collection. Now, for many of you D-heads who happen to be Disney Movie Club members, you were in luck. March and April were your months. Not only were you able to get a new copy of Mulan and Pocahontas, mostly it was a new cover and a new transfer of the DVD, nothing new or exclusive, but Pocahontas and Mulan back in your shelves, as well as April's release of Alice in Wonderland for its 65th anniversary and Dumbo for its 75th. I find that's one of the things that Disney Movie Club likes to do is actually make newer anniversary editions exclusive to them. I think it's to get most of us who want a, either a completed collection or not. Both of them did not necessarily add anything. Actually, I believe Dumbo lost a few features that my original Blu-ray had. June was a great month because Zootopia finally hit shelves for home viewing. This was viewed many times when I had family coming in. Actually, it was a huge hit, much larger than I anticipated, so I was happy to be able to supply some Disney smiles from a grand place not so far away. September, I'm sure Paige was smiling ear to ear as the 25th anniversary of Beauty and the Beast was released. What a great time for September. Of course, next year around this time, we should be talking about Beauty and the Beast, the live-action version, which I am looking forward to see. Now again, if you are a Disney Movie Club member, October had a special treat for you under the Christmas tree very early. Beauty and the Beast, the Enchanted Christmas was once again released on Blu-ray. If you hadn't had a chance to see the Enchanted Christmas, I so strongly suggest finding a means to watch it. And if you'd like, I did do a very early review of that on the show many months ago. So check the archives. It was during our show with Robbie Benson. And that rounded out the animated features that were released this year. Now, 2016 also brought some good Pixar films to us as well. The Good Dinosaur finally stomped into our homes in February. And again, if you hadn't taken a chance to actually view The Good Dinosaur, take some time and actually watch it. Many people panned this movie, and I don't see why. It is a great story with a beautiful message told in a very different and unique way. I urge you to watch The Good Dinosaur at least once. Of course, 
our year with Pixar would not be complete without at least us swimming forward. And November brought us Finding Dory straight from her big screen adventures. Live action, of course, we've got plenty for you. Of course, with Disney now owning Marvel and the Star Wars universes, you can be assured that you will at least have one great action-packed movie under your tree. The year started off with a bang, and that was April's release of The Force Awakens on DVD. It was later re-released in November as a 3D combo pack. Whichever means you can have it, make sure it's on your shelf. Carrie would appreciate it. April brought us Operation Dumbo Drop. Anybody remember this film? This 90s classic is finally on Blu-ray and yours to watch in its full glory. For those who aren't familiar with the movie, it's based on a true story of the U.S. Army who is attempting to transport an elephant through the jungles in South Vietnam. With Danny Glover, Ray Liotta, Dennis Leary, Dougie Fresh, I mean, come on, comedy ensues in big proportions. I may have to pull that one out of the vault at some point to give a full and detailed review. A movie that I think was left behind and sadly forgotten was Disney's The Finest Hours. Chris Pine, Casey Affleck, Ben Foster chronicling the true story of the 1952 U.S. Coast Guard rescue. A true American hero story that I, again, believe was overlooked heavily, but is now yours to own for your own personal viewing. In August, a fine feature film that surprised me immensely, The Jungle Book. Being a Phil Harris fan and loving Baloo and Mowgli's animated adventures, I was very worried as to what Jon Favreau was going to do with this classic. Come to find out, I need to trust the man behind the Iron Mask because this movie was splendid. And if it's any indication of what we can expect for the Lion King live action, count me in. I'm ready to sit and watch another two hours of talking animals that actually look like they're talking animals. September made us choose sides as Captain America Civil War finally made its debut on Blu-ray. The struggle between good and evil, friend and foe, best friends and brothers found its way onto our shelves and bringing Spider-Man into our heart the right way. Alice Through the Looking Glass finally made it to us in October and again another overlooked classic. Most people were probably looking for that direct tale of Through the Looking Glass and I think that's an incorrect means because adding time and some other great new characters to this made me think that maybe Through the Looking Glass wasn't exactly the title that should have been called, as maybe Alice Breaking the Time Barrier would be another. Two of my favorite summer films that Disney brought us finally made it to the shelves just after my birthday. November brought us the BFG, Roald Dahl's classic about a girl and a giant, and the beloved Pete's Dragon. Not the original, which we have done many times here on the show. Check out the original review that I've done on the vault in our past archives, but this is the new retelling of Pete's Dragon, and quite frankly, I was skeptical once again, but was so happy to have seen this new Elliot bring smiles to everyone that I saw sitting with me. 
And that rounds out 2016 in a nutshell of the Blu-rays that you are able to purchase in 2016. And as you know, 2017 will be no different. Pre-orders are already placed here in the archives for a great little film called Rogue One. And you know how I am with my animated classics. Moana will soon join the pantheon of the greats that decorate my wall. So I hope that I'm able to give you a little bit of an insight of what did come out from Disney in Blu-ray this year, and maybe some that you missed. So now it's time to say goodbye to you and all my family. Until next time, gang, I'm looking forward to a grand 2017 with things like Guardians of the Galaxy, a new Star Wars on the horizon, and a few animated classics to round out our Disney year. I look forward to bringing you classic and current Blu-ray reviews here in the vault on Disney On Demand. So until then, gang, remember, the magic of Disney movies is now a digital download and always deep inside of you. Happy New Year, gang. We'll see ya. Coming soon to Video Cassette. Walt Disney Home Video presents the first all-new Disney animated movie produced exclusively for video. All right, Carpet, let's go! A new adventure with Aladdin. Disney's The Return of Jafar. <laughs> Jafar is back, and he's out for revenge. I'm arranging a little surprise for Aladdin. Now, Aladdin will have to use all his tricks to face his biggest challenge ever. So join all your favorite characters, Aladdin, Jasmine, Iago, and the Genie. Did you miss me? It's Aladdin in Disney's The Return of Jafar. I love it!
relax in my backyard. If you act like that BX, you're working too hard. Don't spend your time just looking around for something you want that can't be found. When you find out that you can live without it and go along not thinking about it, I'll tell you something true. The bare necessities of life will come to you. They'll come to you. Look for the Elephant. Elephant. Beautiful elephants, I might add, at no extra cost. Danny Glover, Ray Liotta, Dennis Leary, and Dougie Doug. In the story of an elephant who turned a top-notch army unit into a three-ring circus. Anyone here know how to work an elephant? I was in love with a fat woman once, but she never listened to me. <laughs> oh, this is great. Operation Dumbo Drop. Who's going to lead this delightful little operation? I am. Animal tranquilizer. Well, how are we supposed to get her to swallow one of these? She's not supposed to swallow it. The New York Daily News calls it <laughs> oh, eight tons of fun. Yeah, that's fun. And Good Morning America says it's wonderful. Lots of laughs. To get this elephant to her new village, they walked her. They floated her. Oh, no, she's seasick. Look out, she's gonna blow. But when all else failed, you cannot put an elephant on an airplane. They decided to drop her. Just never jumped before. Neither she. She looked nervous. Go! Own the hit comedy that's based on a true story. Operation Dumbo Drop. Now on Diz Radio, it's Brandy. Giving you the latest news on Disney's multimedia. Brandy has you covered giving the latest news on what's happening at the Walt Disney Company. Now on DizRadio.com. Hey D-Heads, I hope you're enjoying your summer break and all the fun activities while you are spending time with your friends and family. Let's keep the summertime fun going as I dig in today's multimedia news. Disney Infinity has announced of the closure date of the Disney Infinity video game series. As you've already known, through the social media and news outlets, Disney Infinity will be discontinuing later this year. Although there wasn't an official date when the closure of the game will be ending until the new figures of Fiendori was released just in time of the movie launching in theaters. On July 29, 2016, Disney released an, of an announcement of the closure date and other services being discontinued. In-game purchases in the 2.0 series via PC, stream versions, Android, iOS, and Google Play has been removed. In the 3.0 series, you're able to still continue doing in-game purchases until September 30th, 2016. That's right, until September 30th, 2016, you're able to use in-game purchases. After the September 30th date, PC or even the mobile app game on iOS, Android will not be available for download or even being playable. March 3rd, 2017, all Disney Infinity online services and community features for all platforms will be discontinued. That means it's a very sad time. The series has been wonderful the last couple years. The action figures has been really cool, very detailed. 
I had a great time um, playing with my cousin while playing the different, the, I think the 2.0 series, playing around the cars and Scully and Captain Jack Sparrow. It was very enjoyable, even on the Nintendo Wii system. So what's your thoughts? Are you still collecting the Power Disc, or have you seen any Power Discs on eBay that you want to buy before the game series is finally completed? Disney's introducing an add-on Star Wars Argument reality game at the theme parks. Disney Florin Gifts, in the partnership of Lucasfilms, is happy to announce of the launch of the new Star Wars Rebels interactive adventure. This adventure is for those who are brave to answer the call to be a rebel spy to throw off the Empire. There are four secret missions that you'll have to complete in order to be rewarded as the Medal of Bravery. The cost of this package is $500 and includes one Medal of Bravery, box and fabric wrap, four Empire recruitment posters, one Holocron, one Imperial Security Cap, one Kanon's lightsaber, one Star Wars Rebel Journal, and so many more items to be part of this package. It's definitely wonderful to add to your experience, and the mission starts right at your resort room. This will bring you all the way to the Star Tours attraction exclusively right at the Walt Disney World Resort, Florida, and as well Disneyland California. The package will be available for the resort delivery on August 15th, and if you want more information or if you want to start on that package, you can call at 407-WDW-GIFT or visit DisneyWorld.DisneyFloralGifts.com. Well, this is Randy signing out for Disney Multimedia. Be sure to keep your eyes, ears, and senses alerted with the latest Disney multimedia around you. Until then, see you next time. Once upon a time, there were children who didn't know the magic of books. They didn't have stories to take them on far-off adventures, introduce them to enchanting characters, and teach them to never judge a book by its cover. When you open your mind to new things, you never know what you might find inside. Now you can give stories that change lives. Go to magicofstorytelling.com and help give new books to children who need them. Be inspired to give all children the chance to follow their dreams. It's Disney Blues. Disney on demand. Ooh, I thought you were dead. With your host, Jonathan Johnson. What? My dad gave it to me. It shows exactly where we are on the planet. Boop, beep, 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 boop, boop. Was this baby? We'll never be alone. You just tell the man you want to go back to your mother. All right, all of you D-heads, I am back, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Lots of fun things. I want to extend a very special thank you once again to our special guest, Ian Holmes, for stopping in, chatting with us, sharing those fun stories, and I expect to see more of you in 2017. And fear not, all of you D-heads, I did not forget the Feast of Fools. It's coming up very shortly. But I also want to extend a very special thank you once again as well to the D-team, because without the D-team, there would be no show. We wouldn't be back in Adam. We wouldn't be here this week. So I want to extend a very special thank you once again to Aaron, Cody, Caitlin, Jason, and Randy, all stopping in here this week with their signature segments. Remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team and more on our official website at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also connect up with them right there on our Facebook group, the D-Wire Disney Discussion Group as well. So definitely check them out, connect up with them, and just let the D-Team know how much you miss them and are welcoming them back as well. 
So all of you D-heads, with that said, I've been rambling on. It feels good to be back. Next week is show number 160. We have some very special guests lined up for the upcoming year. Yes, we have a lot of great guests that are tapped into the horizon for 2017. So before I give you a hint as to who's going to be stopping in here next week, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past archives, the latest shows, and more right there on the official website at dizradio.com, D-I-Z radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at facebook.com slash Disney On Demand, on Twitter at Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U, Instagram, Pinterest, and many other places. Just search Disney On Demand. Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, or Disney Blue, B-L-U, all of which are going to help you find our fun, unique, quirky little Disney show. And remember, you can always drop us a line and so much more, as well as finding us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and subscribing at the latest shows right there on your devices as soon as they get released. So all of you D-heads, with that said, it has been a fun, fun show here this week. Feels great to be back, rocking into 2017. And as promised, the Feast of Fools is this weekend. Yes, it's Topsy Turvy Day and so much more. And no, we didn't welcome back Paul Kendall to the show again for a third time. But I am going to leave you with a Topsy Turvy weekend. Make the most of it, make the memories, make the magic, and definitely have a fantastic Disney weekend. Until next week, all VD heads, as I always say, slow down, take time and never neglect family for business. Catch you online and see you next week.
chance. See the mystery and romance. Come one, come all. See the finest girl in France. Make an entrance to entrance. Dance la Esmeralda. Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon.